sporting, motivational, entrepreneurial, travel, music, those who just have an interest in so guys, welcome back to the Frankly Nuts podcast. This week, myself and Joe, we're just going absolutely random on it. Mm. We're just going to discuss three topics each. And again, like always, you don't know mine. Yep. I don't know yours. Um, do you want to just start it off? Yeah, we'll ahead? start it off. I haven't seen you in a week. What's the story? Um, what's the story? You've yeah, been in the out wars. of action. Yeah. In the wars. What's, what's, uh, what's up? happening? Yeah, yeah, I can kick it off. I can start. But basically, this week, um, I had my appendix out. So last Saturday night... I had my appendix out, so basically what happened, last Friday, me and you recorded a podcast, mm -hmm. you went off, and I went about my Friday like every other Friday, um, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> collected Sarah from work, came home, made food, everything was grand, and we were just chilling, watching Stranger Things on Netflix, and next thing, I just got this cramp in my side, and I was like, holy shit, I was like, what is this, like, <clears throat> and I just kind of kept it to myself for a while, and then eventually it started getting very uncomfortable, and I was like, okay. I just I turned yeah. to Sarah. I was like, "Jeez, I'm having first fucking problems here." Yeah, on my side. Yeah, like, yeah. And she was just like, "What could it be like?" And I was like, "I have no fucking idea." So, but I just left it then. Like, I was like, "Look, this is gonna go away." Went downstairs, <clears throat> told the parents. I was like, "I'm freaking out a bit here." Like, and uh, then that's when it kind of got it. My mom was like, "Could be your appendix. appendix." right? And I was like, oh, "Fuck off! Why would it be my appendix?" Like, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I was looking up the symptoms then, and it's like vomiting, diarrhea high temperature and I had none of them so oh, I, was okay. like, <clears throat> I was like kind of almost ruling it out myself and then <laughs> my dad was like it's probably from the gym because we had started going to Dan's and yeah I, then that just kind of triggered me I was like fuck it it's the gym like it's the gym oh it's just a pain yeah just a cramp just, the gym, you're like, probably yeah, actually pulling something, something yeah, yeah you're muscle just, not using oil or something yeah yeah, like, yeah and yeah. I was like fuck that's it like I trotted back upstairs happy as fucking Larry like and then like it just started progressing like and getting worse and I was like this isn't going away and then I was like could it just be fucking some trapped wind, like, you know, a bit of yeah. farts, like. <laughs> a piece of fart. <laughs> That's what I was going through. Yeah, I yeah. was like, Joe, like, it's embarrassing enough. I go up to the hospital, like, and they're like, oh, you're just full of yeah. air, like, you Happened know. me before, actually. I got yeah. an x-ray, and I just a gas. Yeah. I was like, yeah, like, go on in it. <laughs> so, like, that's what I was going through, yeah. like, and uh, so then I just said, fuck it, like, I'm going to have to do something. So we went down to South Dock. And your one was like, look, it could be your appendix. She's like, you'll have to go up to CUH. And she was like, you know, just bear in mind, you'll have to go through A&E. So that could be a while. Got up to A&E anyway, about one o'clock in the morning now. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, I do not want another operation. Like, And then saw the doctor, he took my bloods. And yeah, about four o'clock then in the morning, um, they came to me and said, look, you have two options. You can either get like a, like a CT scan on your stomach like, yeah. or whatever or some sort of scan just to see if the appendix is inflamed or we can just go in with a camera through your belly button okay and he was like we'll have a look and that'll is give it us up a to clear you then? yeah yeah they were like we'll give you a clearer view which you go for and uh i went for the camera yeah because they were like if it's the appendix then i can just take it out there and then and it's done okay whereas if i went for the scan and they said it is your appendix you then have to go to the operation so it's kind of like you're wasting time yeah so i said all right so like the camera's probably the better option and the Saturday morning then, got the call then about one o'clock to head down to surgery and uh, basically what they do is they put you to sleep obviously and this is the weirdest way to go to sleep lad. Yeah. Like she put an oxygen mask over me and I've had obviously like, you know, like I've had a few surgeries so I'm kind of used to it. Yeah. But like this time she was like, I'm going to have to give you oxygen for like two minutes, like pure oxygen and I was like, what the fuck's going on here? And then she was like, the girl's going to have to put her finger on your throat. And she was like, don't worry, we're not choking you, but like, we're going to have to play with the pressure. Right. I was like, what the fuck is happening here? And yeah. that made my heart like, go, go, go. 
And I was like, I was literally lying now, and they brought me into the surgery room. So I was in the room where the surgery was happening, looking around, seeing all the tools, and I was like, lad, this is just freaking me yeah, out. Yeah, right. Eventually then, like, I had two minutes of oxygen, and then they just put, like, a, the anesthetic in me, and my body just went so cold, and then out. And woke up then, appendix gone, and... Yeah. And what much. do they do? How do they remove it? Like, so they make like, like an incision. Surgery? Yeah, keyhole. Yeah. So like they make an incision yeah. in the belly button, and that's where the camera goes in, and they like fill your stomach with gas so it expands so that right. they can get a clearer view. Yeah, probably and more. And then they make like one incision underneath the belly button, and then one to the left, and there's three incisions. Then like, and out comes the appendix. Like, but it's an absolute useless. Is it? Yeah. It does nothing for you, mm. but like. Basically, like if it does get infected or inflamed, it's dangerous, like because it could burst. But I was like, "How did it happen?" Like that's what was going through my head. I was yeah. like, "How did this happen?" And one of the nurses came up to me the next day and she said, "Did you go for a poo?" And do <laughs> you get that question during the day? Answer. Like, is that right? Just like if like an hour or two beforehand, like. And oh, I was like, right. <laughs> I was like, "This is not Drop comfortable." The kids. Yeah, I was like, "This is not comfortable." Question. Like, I was like, "I did. Yeah, I went for a poo after dinner." Like, yeah. And she was like, "That's it." She said. Like your bowl is right next to the appendix, and if basically if poo goes from the bowl into where the appendix is, it infects it and it expands. Like and just gets infected. Like so, it's that's how it happens. Like so, basically, I shit into my appendix. Like fuck. <laughs> so <laughs> like, that that's not that's, the most glorious way to go. Like. No, no, no. That's the the week I've had now, really. So yeah, and what's the recovery process been like since? Or? Um, yeah, it's, Saturday was fine. It's like sore, but basically just whole like six weeks, no heavy lifting, no. Training, Taking it easy. Yeah, yeah, no soccer, no nothing for six weeks. Gosh, you can indulge uh, enough Christmas, like, you know. Yeah, that's the excuse. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Straight, yeah, I got out yeah. the calendar, I was like, what, six weeks? And it's Christmas. like the 18th of December, like, so I was like, fuck it. January, New Year, New Me. Yeah, exactly, yeah, <laughs> yeah New Year's resolution. So, yeah, that's the week I've had. It's been a bit crazy, like, but, um, yeah, we're getting in now, we're recovered. Jeez, huh? That's mad, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, thank the Lord, I'm still here, like, you know. <laughs> I haven't had as much of a hectic <clears throat> Watch yeah, a few yeah. documentaries and stuff. Yeah, go and hit me with it. <laughs> um, Gordon Ramsay on cocaine. Did you see any of that? No, no, no. no. Sean, like, I've TV. heard about it. Crazy, yeah. Um, so what's the situation? What's well, like, ugh, I suppose it half spoil it, but uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> spoilers. Um, no, I haven't seen it. Basically, his brother was a drug addict and stuff when he was younger, and okay. he remembers taking his brother to their father's funeral and he brought his brother to um, a dealer's flat like to get him a hit just so he could Gordon Ramsay brought his yeah, brother yeah, like yeah, Jesus yeah. so um, just so he'd be able to get through the funeral yeah basically and then another thing was one of his friends and his head chef David something um, don't know his sick name but <laughs> he was uh, he died of a bad batch of cocaine he used to always be taking cocaine so basically he used to be living on cocaine as a chef like you know mm -hmm. just keep him going and uh, Gordon Ramsay had dinner with him one night, and he then uh, died that night. Um, after dinner, he went to the dealer's house and got a bad batch of cocaine or something, and then died as a died, result. Yeah, so Ramsay's Holy looking shit. into it. Um, he just, you know, he's saying it's everywhere. Like, so first of all, then he went into his own restaurants first of all, mm. and tested the toilets with like these wipes, so like if you wipe it, it comes up blue then, if there's cocaine, it comes up a blue stain in or whatever, yeah. so he, he was doing it in his own, in like 12 of his own restaurants or something like that, um, staff toilets, load of cocaine, uh, the, the actual customer toilets, in his hotels, yeah, like, in, or his in his restaurants, restaurants. Um, holy fuck, cost, or customer toilets, loads of cocaine, uh, he tested other places then, bars, pubs that weren't owned by him, 
cocaine everywhere. So he was just like, it's ripe everywhere. Like. It's just ramping. So place, yeah. then he goes, um, this is just episode one. I've only watched one episode, but um, I think there's there's two or three out. And then he, what did he do next? Oh yeah, police force, undercover. Um, he goes along an undercover cop, kind of detective. And your man's looking for drug driving. So he, okay. just middle of the day, Thursday, three o'clock in the afternoon, Thursday, they, they picked up two drug drivers. Uh, the first fella was just after collecting his two sons from school. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they pulled him aside. He was erratically driving and stuff, pulled him in. And, like, your man's there, Ramsey's out of the car and all and everything. Like, and your man's, like, fucking in a tracksuit, whatever, like, you know, a small little Peugeot. He's like, you Gordon Ramsey? And you're Gordon Ramsey, like, and Gordon Ramsey is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, fuck it, I quite admire you. And all this, like, and he's like, I'm oh, sorry to meet you under these circumstances and all this, like, and Ramsey's just like, yeah, yeah. Like, he's he was being really, like, he was trying to be, like, modest or push it away, like, and the kids are like, are you Gordon Ramsey? He's like, just go back inside, kids. And all this, I just found it really weird, like, and uh, so your man was, saying all this Ramsey inside in the car like they test his tongue and stuff now and that's sure. how they can tell like and Ramsey's just saying like Jesus like you know picking up two kids under the influence like like I think these drugs now could say in your sister for, like you might have taken them two or three days ago like, and it's you know? still there like yeah. yeah yeah so they say Um. so yeah and then Ramsey gets out of the car your man kicks off massively then to the actual cop like um, the guy like he was, was really admiring, calm and composed yeah. and Ramsey was in there kicks off to the cop when he's gone uh, the next fella then was um, they pulled him over. Oh, he was, uh, oh yeah, they were driving past him. And the undercover cop is like, oh, his pupils look very like dilated or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they pulled him aside, and they're like, when's the last time you had hard drugs or whatever? He's like, oh, a couple of weeks ago. Like, you look like a normal old fella now. A couple of weeks ago, he was going to collect his son from school, and um, he ran just goes again. When's the last time you had drugs? He goes Sunday. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> completely changed yeah, the yeah. life. So then they brought, it, arrested him, brought him in, tested him. He got done for it, like, and then Ramsey's just like, get help, and all this, like, trying to give him, like, yeah, oh, I just didn't like the way he was doing it, like, you know, he was really speaking from, like, a, I know he's probably just trying to be helpful, I just didn't really, it was weird, like, the way Ramsey was he's going, a chef, at, like, yeah, what's he mm, doing? He was just like, get help, he was speaking from such a higher power, like, um, he's like, why'd you take cocaine, your man, and all this, like, and Ramsey's like, oh, past relationship breakups, you know, I just enjoy the buzz, and they just made shit of the two boys, I thought, like, yeah, yeah, but, um, so then after that, then. He's just like, it's crazy, like, how much cocaine there is around the place. And he goes to South America to see where it's made. How it's made is absolutely mind-blowing. How the co- uh, he actually yeah. sees how cocaine Oh, is. he goes along um, to, like, this farmer's, like... So it's in the middle of a forest, right? Yeah. It's Ecuador, Colombia. Colombia, I think, middle of a forest. Um, first of all, he gets to, like, this river, and there's a bridge overhead that's broken, so you can't go over the bridge. So he's to drive through this river to get over the other side, mm-hmm. and, like, the, he's in, like, a pickup truck now, barely, barely gets through the water, like, <laughs> over to the other side. Um, then he has to park up in a place and walk an hour and a half into the forest mm-hmm. to meet your man. Um, meet your man then. He shows him his little farm. Like, basically, it's just a little little area with like loads of leaves and stuff like it's all cocaine leaves mm. but each leaf only has one percent um cocaine in it so organically like or is it just yeah oh yeah it's organic yeah yeah Fuck yeah me. they're cocoa leaves or whatever they are like Jesus. you know so he used to pick whatever then like five he's yeah. bigger he's big so Shit many like five thousand kilograms or something like just to guess whatever you know just like one kg of cocaine or a couple of kgs That's of cocaine insane. so he picks a load like and then they have to trek two more hours to go to the lab so his lab then is just like a little tent and stuff 
first of all, he puts all the leaves out in this little kind of place. He strims them with the strimmers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're all chopped up. Then he adds cement on them first, right? Cement. Cement, yeah, yeah. Don't know why he puts in cement. Then sulfuric acid into them. Then mixes them all up, takes them out, throws them into a barrel, fills it with gasoline. So these all these leaves now in cement yeah, is yeah. free or acid. Now there's gasoline in them. Then he's like able to filter it. Now in the bottom of the gasoline barrel there's like um pure pure um cocaine and stuff or pure cocaine water. So then he has to filter that out. Um then he brings that back to his house where he puts it in a little pot like and like he's after collecting so many leaves on the start and this little it's just down to a little pot that you may pass in like and he's just got like a little paste. Then he's to put the paste on the thing and then it just ends up being like some cocaine paste basically broken up and then he sells that to the dealers for um thirty dollars, the equivalent of thirty dollars. And it'll sell for what did he say it would sell for? Sell for something crazy, you know, like your man was totally getting outside. And like, is he happy to be selling for thirty like in he's his like culture? Poor, like, like, yeah. He's poor, he's living on nothing, he's making like hundred and fifty dollars a week doing That's it insane, like, like he's living on absolutely nothing like Imagine going to all that effort and getting paid thirty. And it's like a KG or a couple of KG like it's worth I don't know what in the street like you know yeah. a few thousand easy on the street, but um, the process of making it is just mind blowing. That must be disheartening. As so fuck, yeah, that's like. what I just found from that documentary. I thought it was crazy. Like that is insane. Process, like yeah. and there's three or four episodes. Uh, there's a couple in it. There's a couple. Enough. I don't know Check how many. Check them out. Yeah, Check definitely. Them out. Well Are they on watching. YouTube? Or is it? Um, no, they're not on YouTube. No, you no. just have to. They're on ITV player. ITV legally. <laughs> That's why we watched it. Okay, okay, okay. We get you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my next one is probably a documentary based as well. So Ooh. suppose just being fucking pent up for the week, I was just like, all right, what do I watch? And I actually only started watching it last night. Mm. Um, so have you seen it? It's called Time, the Kayleaf Browder story. Never even heard of it. You never even oh, heard of it. Yeah. You, it's right up your fucking alley. Now, Are you right? serious? So this guy, right? He's sixteen, and at sixteen, he's arrested for stealing a backpack. Do you know? And basically, he's arrested and he's thrown into jail. Yeah. And he gets no court dates, and he's actually sent to Riker Island, one of the like toughest prisons in the world. Yeah. And he's there for one thousand days, and seven hundred of those he spent in solitary confinement. And this hours, is at, like. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is at sixteen. Like this happened to him now back in two thousand and ten. And he had 30 court dates, so every time this was being brought to trial, a letter would just be sent saying, oh, the jury are on holidays, postponed it oh, two weeks, yeah. pushed back and back. And everyone was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, So this, the background behind it is, his name is Kayleaf Browder, he, he was 16, and at 16 he stole, he like he was trying to fit in with his friends, he's from Brooklyn in New York, yeah. and uh, he stole a bakery truck. <clears throat> like a red truck yeah. and he got caught and he was reprimanded and basically he was just five years probation he was given so like um, that kind of gave him a bit of a you know cop on like so he copped on or whatever and then one night he was just walking home in May with his buddy and the police pulled him over and they were like uh, they thought it was like one of those like stop and frisks it's called in America okay. so basically the police would just randomly search, search you okay, yeah. and like to them back then it was just normal yeah. so he just said yeah go on search me and there was a guy in, sitting in the back of the police car and he was saying they stole the backpack and your man was like i didn't steal anything like you can check me i have nothing on me and then the guy in the back changed his story and said oh they tried to rob me and then the police went back over and searched him again and then your man in the back changed his story a third time and said no no it was two weeks ago they tried to rob me so then the police handcuffed him and said look we're gonna have to bring you in for questioning like and he said he told the two young fellas now like you'll probably just go in for some questioning and you'd be brought home yeah and that's when your man actually never went home then for nearly three years. 
Wow. He was in the whatever in reprimand or whatever. Yeah. His bail was set at three thousand, and his family were pretty poor. So he's like he's a foster child, like his, like you know his mother adopted him, mm. and they're trying to get the money together, and eventually they do, and when they go to get bail, they're told he he actually can't anymore because he broke his probation, so he's just in jail now, a thousand days he spends in jail, before it's brought to trial, and after a thousand days the case was just dismissed, just oh yeah, you can go home. Are you serious? Yeah, and three years of his he life. was yeah, and he's fucked from it. I won't give away anything now, like in case you do want to watch What's it. What's the name of it? Uh, our time, the time. Leaf. Is it on Netflix or anything? Yeah, yeah, Netflix. Yeah. It's just like Sounds he spent bad. a thousand days there getting beat up, eating nothing, and mentally he's just. Obviously, that takes its toll on you. He, he tried to kill himself so many times while in prison. Go away. Yeah, and I won't oh. ruin anything else now, like you, yeah. if you want to like tune in. It's just great. There's like, I think it's six or seven episodes. I'm on like episode three. Oh, it's like a, it's a, like a series. Like yeah, yeah, Jay Z's and you know, and everything. Like, Jay Z is campaigning for him. And for him to get out and all yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Jeez. it's just. When I watched it, like, I was like, how could. Like, how could that happen? Like, you mm. know? I'd say there's a lot of it, though. Like, there's just this, this politics system, like, in general. Like, oh, it's even the way Sean Atwood was talking about it when we did the podcast with him, like, it just sounds. Oh, I, t- I was just crazy, watching it and I was like, imagine being 16 there isn't fairness in it, and like. just being thrown into solitary confinement like for Three a years, backpack like. of all things. Like, And what was in the backpack was an iPad, to- an iPad Touch, $700, and the backpack itself, like, and a phone, I think. Like, that that doesn't warrant fucking nearly three years in mm. prison, like, you know? Yeah. It's insane. Absolutely Fuck. insane, but I thought you would like... I was watching now last night. Yeah, I will watch it. And I, I just definitely thought, will watch it, holy yeah. shit, like, this yeah. is... I'm hooked on it like yeah that sounds in, like it's up my so if you want to check it out my alley, I like kind of legal stuff like yeah, you know, oh, yeah. legalities sure, like. it's, it's very kind of like the well not very like it no but like you know people versus OJ it's kind of mm. you you just get so gripped by it yeah and making a murder Netflix and stuff there, like, like yeah. Yeah, yeah Netflix should be paying us really yeah so well, actually, uh, I watched another one as well last night oh um, here we go another doc Ric Flair's 30 for 30 did you see it no no I know Ric Flair knows Nature Boy Nature Boy yeah 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 and like you know he's well known or whatever but I never really knew of him or anything he's weird you know, as fuck he was he? Uh, well yeah I suppose he was um, I was into wrestling before and stuff when I was younger like mm, but yeah. uh, being a 90s kid he was prominent prominent in the 80s mm. so I didn't know much about him I always saw this old guy floating about right and stuff but um, he's 30 for 30 he's very very good uh, he's bucket kind of like no no, no 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 ESPN do a series called 30 for 30 um, and Basically, they're just all like life stories and stuff. They're the best documentaries out there. Like you've never heard of them. Never no? heard of them. No, ESPN no. Thirty for Thirty. <laughs> they're like the most well. Anyway, this one's very ESPN good. 30 for 30, it only came out um, during the week there, Tuesday or Wednesday, and um, Nature Boy. Yeah. So basically, like he was adopted as a kid. Um, <coughs> I don't really want to give away too much. Arf, I'll just tell <laughs> He was adopted as a kid by. But he, like his father was a doctor and his mother was yeah, yeah. she was something very uh, prestigious and uh, prestigious and <laughs> uh, I don't know he was kind of saying he never really they never really got him or he never really got them and stuff and uh, he played numerous sports in as a teenager and he was good at them all wrestling football maybe all track and field and he got recruited to a high or um, college he was recruited by seven and he went to one whatever and. Um, in college, then he was he was a bit of a party boy. He was um, in what are the name of those houses? Not Pre- sorority, that's frats. girls frats. So there was one dead end the frat house like this summed them up, and he had a bedroom just above the the door like, and there was like yeah, three yeah. girls walking up to a party like, and just there walking up to the door like the light flicks on, 
and his window opens like and he's like welcome to the Frados and he just falls <laughs> naked like um, all on show so like he was, he was a very extravagant character like and then there was one guy his father ran like a wrestling camp over the summer yeah, yeah. Uh, and he selected like a few fellas like and it was it sounded so gruesome um, they'd like run up and down 21 flights of stairs with uh, other fellas on their backs um, then they had to go up and down 21 flights of stairs like wheelbarrow like one fellow hold their legs the other fellow has to go on his hands up yeah, 20, yeah. and they said like it was ridiculous they had to, they were actually learning how to wrestle like um, even going off the ropes and stuff and when you first go to do it like it rips like all your back and all this they said it was the most torturous thing yeah, ever yeah. and Ric Flair actually quit the camp um, a few weeks in and then the fellow who was running it like sounds like your, your typical old school hard guy like, like went yeah. along and I found Ric Flair and um he hit him and he said you're not quitting and brought him back and Ric Flair went back like yeah, he, he, he got punched <laughs> yeah, like, he, uh, just said, he went back, go back so like. then um, he, he, he was meant to be good at it or whatever so he joined NCW or whatever and he was started out as Ric Flair the wrestler and he wasn't doing much in it like you know he yeah, was yeah. just an ordinary wrestler and then he was in a, a plane crash him and six other wrestlers the fellow who drove the plane there was only half a tank of fuel in it mm. and there was no reserve fuel or anything. So when they got to five miles short of where they were supposed to get to, the, the plane crashed and Holy they shit. hit a forest at 230 miles an hour and he broke his back and stuff. Um, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, like three of his vertebrae and all this. He had like compression fractures. So then he was like, do you know what? If I'm going back to wrestling now, I'm going to like do it my way like, and I'm going to be this extravagant character. And... Uh, he trained and he trained and he was overweight and stuff. He got down from like two forty pounds down to one eighty or something. And he went back and he just was a different character altogether. Like he was like, I'm not being Ric Flair anymore, I'm being nature boy. So his big thing then was like he was kinda of like Muhammad Ali, Conor McGregor esque, like yeah, yeah, of his of his era and he started um wearing kind of similar coats even, you know, to the ones McGregor wears there, the, the Gucci mink. mink and all that. Like he was wearing these robes, like he used to get them done for him, like and um his big thing in was whoa, yeah, he just keeps saying whoa, 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 and all this like, and uh, so he just became this extravagant character, and people were starting to love him like just like every guy wanted wanted be to be him. He was like the fella you love to hate like, but yeah. everybody wanted to be him, and um, so like his story is absolutely mind blowing. Then from there on, he's just like he was married with a wife and a kid, but like his wife is on it, know his first wife, and uh, she was just like. You know, they were just his bit in the side kind of thing like and <laughs> like he was he said he's after um flaking ten thousand women uh, holy shit yeah he used to masturbate twice a day and he drank ten beers a day every day i know he was saying ten beers a day and five mixed drinks a day every day um fuck me like, yeah and all, like oh that. ridiculous and it's just i don't know there's a like I won't ruin the rest of it like just it goes through his whole career and stuff how he became the biggest face in wrestling and, yeah yeah and, and it's only this. half an hour no it's not it's no no no, no. I don't know why it's called 30 for 30 oh, maybe yeah, yeah. maybe that was how it originally started off it's an hour and 20 but um, it's it's unreal and okay. he had four kids then it's there's a touch of sadness about it because he was never around for his kids mm. for 20 years he was never ever around for his he kids he just devoted to wrestling yeah. yeah yeah never around he was always doing the dog and his wife like so he sounded like a horrific family man he had um, two kids with one wife and he was never there for them, they were saying. So it's kind of sad as well. Um, and then he had two more kids with another wife who he was originally doing the dirt on his first wife with and then married her. 
and then the two kids of them and then one of them ended up idolizing him becoming his best friend and he his name was Reed Flair Reed Fleer is his actual name their real name is Fleer but oh. he changed the Flair it sounds yeah. better for wrestling and so that kid then wanted to become a wrestler um under like his dad's name and all this like but he ended up having to go to Japan and stuff and be a wrestler over there like obviously he must have been that good like he was yeah, going to yeah. Japan um, got massively into drugs and basically OD'd at 25 holy shit yeah yeah OD'd at 25 so then his other um, daughter then wasn't into wrestling or anything before but saw this and was like do you know what I want I want to follow his legacy and live out his dream like her brother's dream and she's no charlotte in the wwe she's like the she's one of the champions anyway she's massive she's one of the biggest female wrestlers in Jesus. wwe yeah yeah she's got like i was just looking at her on instagram and twitter she's got like two million followers on instagram one million uh twitter and all that and um so she's huge so she's massive yeah, yeah, yeah she's yeah. after living out his um his dream his like. dream and stuff yeah yeah so it's it's an interesting one, like and like Ric Flair was saying, the best moment of his life is when she won the championship, and they're asking him. Uh, I don't know. It's just like his whole identity got wrapped up in being this, this just Ric Flair, this character. Like boy, he's like. totally lost in this character nature boy, and yeah, sounds very interesting. Money right? worries and oh, it's it's so unreal to watch. Gripping, like so yeah. unreal to watch. Yeah, it's kind of. Unreal, but it's kind of sad. It's all the same thing. Like his family totally got screwed. Like you know, but he fucked him over basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus. But very interesting. Well worth we'll a watch. Thirty for thirty. Yeah, Jesus, absolutely. Yeah. ESPN. Um, so yeah, my final one would probably just be, just if you've seen it, you would have seen it in the last podcast. If you saw it, that we gave our predictions last weekend, and I actually for the UFC for, or for, U- for the UFC for the sporting weekend. Let's say I'll mm. touch on that first. I got one prediction. I got Who? one prediction right. So one race. So let's go with the UFC. I went Wonderboy. Yeah. Oh, I got Wonderboy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I got, got Wonderboy. Two right. Yeah. I got Wonderboy right. I predicted Joanna would beat Rose. Mm. Wrong. We both it the same. Yeah. So yeah, we both got Wonderboy, and we all got. Yeah. We got the other two. And wrong. then in the I predicted Dundalk would beat City. Oh. What did uh, I say about? What did I say? City won a fair play. I'm penals though. Yeah, I, when, I was wrong in my scoreline, right? But when Dundalk went one up, I thought City would be in trouble, but just because oh, like sure, extra time get a goal. The goal yeah. sco- like City, like since Shawnee has mm. left and the scoring just been, but Campion took the goal very well. To be fair, and they won- they deserve to win an on penalties. Then yeah, yeah, they were great at penals. Um, so yeah, I got that one wrong. I predicted United would be Chelsea. Same, sure. And so did I. Yeah, yeah, got I that was wrong. wrong, and I just said City would be Arsenal. What was the final score in that game? Three one. You said two on the Jordan. Three one, yeah. I think and I, I said three one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, correct score and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Happy with so that. So like, one. I was a bit embarrassed, kind of. Yeah. That, but, but like the UFC, UFC was touching crazy. that. That was the craziest thing I've yeah. ever seen. The Wonder Boy Masvidal went to a decision, but Wonder Boy was. Oh, you didn't actually watch that fight? Yeah. Would you believe after? I watched like I was kind of half sleeping out of the hospital watching. Yeah. Like I kept falling asleep, but I watched Wonder Boy and Joanna the next day. Wonder Boy was good, but I just hate fights that go to a decision like. Yeah, it's, they're tough to watch. They're like, just your dream. The next day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the Joanna one was, it's up to one of the greatest fights. Just Rose, because Rose, like, yeah. Thug Rose, <laughs> Thug Rose. And even Brendan Schaub, like, was saying, like, she kind of going. If you, do you watch Stranger Things? No. She's going for that eleven look out of Stranger Things, like with the shaved head and. All oh, right. She's had it for ages, though. Like, yeah, like I said, she that will before Stranger <laughs> Things is even a thing. Like, but like the minute like, thing. Uh, the minute I saw that, I just, I just loved it. Like, and I oh, started watching her interview Rose after. fights in, and yeah. it was just her interview after was class as well. Did, yeah, she was like, she just said. be a good person, man. Yeah, like, you know? she just seems so, and she's only twenty five. Like. Yeah, 
Because Joanna had Joanna had been in her face all week. She was mm. giving her shit, giving her shit, giving her shit. And Rose just saying nothing. She was just praying. Praying, yeah. yeah that's, that's almost a bit spooky. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's the fact you know, that God like, is on her side. Like, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had the big one after that then for me was, quote, that was the one I was most looking for. I had to stay awake. Cody Dillashaw, yeah. And the fact that Garbrand released a video of him knocking out Dillashaw the day massive, before. Massive, I was like, massive, holy massive. shit, this yeah. is... And the, then he knocked him at the end of the first... I thought that, yeah. That's like, I'd say... Give it another 10 seconds there and Cody yeah, had oh, it, he like, was, Yeah, he did, he did, know? yeah. yeah. See, I'd say you're thinking fuck. there, like, you're coming back for the break, you're like, all right, I'm just going to... Take it easy yeah, here. And yeah, I'm just going to finish him here now, yeah. handy enough, like. It's not the break came at the perfect time for him. Jesus, that's... He recovered unbelievably. Yeah, yeah. It was just right on garbage chain. Yeah. You can't do nothing about him, like. Yeah. It's such a sport, like, no matter who's favourite, it's just, it's a one-punch sport. Oh, it is, like, anything can happen, like. And OSP's knockout. Yeah, the head kick. Yeah, I only saw the video of the knockout. No, I didn't see the fight. I only saw the knockout. the face. Poor Joe Duffy lost, Irish Joe Duffy. Oh, did he? He was fighting, yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. lost, he got TK, or knocked out in the second. Yeah. Um, but then you had the big one, Bisping GSP. GSP, yeah. And GSP just cemented his place mm-hmm. as the best ever. He looked good, right, didn't he? UFC fighter, like, holy shit. He made Bisping look so poor, like. Mm. Bisping was just so, like, lacking. It looked like Bisping just didn't want to... Bisping. <laughs> Bisping didn't want to throw a punch, he didn't want to engage. I yeah. was just like, what's happening here? Like, but it was only afterwards, I found out that they had trained together a few years back or something, yeah, yeah. and apparently GSP just destroyed him in training. Yeah. And that's why he wanted to fight him, like they were saying, <laughs> like on a Brendan Shaw and Rogan and stuff. If he was if it was okay to fight in Whitaker or Yola Mare or something, mm. he wouldn't have done it. Like, yeah, it yeah. Bis- he reckoned he had the upper hand on Bisping. And even when I heard that after, and I went back, or I remember then, in the face-offs, maybe it was the wins, and Bisping was like, uh, I'm more than just a mouse, I'm more than just a talk, I'm going to show you on Saturday night. Yeah, like, yeah. like, he's the champ, he's the favourite, why does he, why is he saying that to yeah, GSP? GSP like, should be saying he must that, have like, a, inside, he must have felt, he was gonna like, lose, do you know, well, not that he was going to lose, but that, that just, there was a he, chance, there was like, a, that he didn't feel 100% like, do you know, Oh, I am right. gonna win, like yeah. that shows a bit of a chink. I think just in his mentality, like absolutely, that kind of stuff is massive, like or in, you know? in UFC especially, like. But yeah. I think even GSP in the octagon, he was showing Superman punches. He was just mm. his old self, like, and the choke was just horrific. Where like. do you think GSP goes now? I was actually only watching it last night, and he was on the MMA hour with Ariel Helwani, and yeah. he's just refusing Suited to up. say what his yeah, yeah. next move. Just is talks like. with like in the pipeline down the line, Connor, like. Connor and yeah. G- I just I just wouldn't like that fight like I just like I think like McGregor is the best at lightweight at featherweight but like he went up to welterweight against Diaz I know he beat him at welterweight in the rematch yeah, yeah he'd be but like they, they weren't welterweights like Diaz isn't a yeah, welterweight yeah, either yeah. like if he goes up to fight a champion at welterweight I think he's under pressure there, like, like yeah, GSP yeah. is just insanely like talented yeah. McGregor's talented as well but I don't know I think GSP will vacate the Middle belt. anyway, yeah. Like, I just don't think he could fight. Imagine him fighting someone like Romero Whitaker, or, no, or Whitaker. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're two just big those, boys. They're like, absolute beasts, yeah. You know, there's a difference there between them and Bisping, like, so. Big time. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on there for my last topic. That yeah. how, how shocking we were at the, at the predictions. At the predictions. But, uh, for we'll sure, yeah, I'd say everybody time. would have had similar predictions like that. Sure, that was three yeah. title fights and three, three titles handed over. Yeah, yeah, it's the first um, time it's ever happened. Like, yeah, so. so I wouldn't take uh, when we do this out and by. So the last thing one, I have here, right, I just seen this on another channel podcast. Um, oh, we won't it. So I'm just going to name out words, right, and I just want you to respond with one word, like so what it means to you, or no, well it can be what it means to you, or just. Yeah, a bit more, uh, like a lot of times it'll be like kind of what it means to you, but okay, like, yeah, yeah. or else like, 
just what comes to your head like just give me one word like you know <laughs> what I mean weird so you have one two three four eight eight things it's kind of like rapid fire like okay yeah okay? yeah I feel like under pressure here because... well like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm you ready to, yeah yeah okay Liverpool I tried to make sorry no, I tried to make them relatable to yeah, me yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. passion oh passion from you or passion from them passion for me like <laughs> Cork Cork home oh UFC Hobby or not? Not hobby. Like uh, <laughs> interest, like interest. Okay. Yeah. Um, PlayStation. <laughs> Addictive. <laughs> Good answer. I like it. Um, Instagram. Instagram. Ooh. Just my favorite social media platform. Oh, yeah. that's not one word. Okay. Um, <laughs> Addicted. That's the same as PlayStation. <laughs> Jeez, really that's like different. Uh, Instagram. Uh, love. Okay. Love Instagram life. Dogs. Dogs. Or Ralph. Ralph. Oh. Your dog. <laughs> Best friend. <laughs> um, podcast. Podcast. Um, enjoyable. College. <laughs> Hatred. Hatred. Yeah. Okay, that's it, bud. There Jeez, my I like it, though. How yeah, did you, you can do that guess and stuff, I think, as well. Yeah, I think it'd be good. There's a few there get you, like the Instagram, and I like, yeah. social media. What the fuck? I think it would be good, anyway. Uh, very good. Yeah, yeah I like yeah, it. Just a bit of a laugh. It's, it's engaging, yeah. Mm, you kind yeah, of put you on the spot. I love it. Mm. I love it. We'll definitely try it out with the next guest. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I suppose you have any more to add? No. <laughs> no. No, that's it. I suppose we'll wrap that's it up it. there as yeah. quick as we can. Perfect. Um, I suppose thanks for all the, the likes last week on the podcast, the, the comments, the shares. Lol. Mm. Uh, if you just want to comment down below again, like it, share it, massive amount to us. Um, and again, the same on YouTube. We'd really appreciate it. We would. Subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch you next time. All right, cheers. Take it easy.